0: I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to the New Testament book of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4. We'll begin at verse 10. This is Paul writing to his apprentice, Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. If you put these instructions before the brothers and sisters... You'll be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with profane myths and old wives' tales. Train yourself in godliness. For while physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The saying is sure and of worthy of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and struggle because we have our hopes set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word and for this privilege of studying it together. And now as I stand before these, your people, I pray that this would be your message and not my own, through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Rhythms are such an important part of our life. We get into routines, we get into habits, rhythms. We even have biological rhythms. We seem to have this master clock that's in our brains that tries to help keep us online, to keep our bodies in sync. We have what's called circadian rhythms. It's these rhythms that try to help us with our rest and our sleep, try to help us with our energy for the day, try to help us out with our even our appetite and our alertness. And when we get out of sync it begins to throw everything for us. It's one of the reasons why many medical doctors will talk to us about trying to go to bed at the same time every night, try to get up at the same time every morning, to to get in a rhythm. Rhythms are important for human beings, for much of creation, but especially for us human beings to get in rhythm, to be in sync. And light and day... Light and darkness, they, they tend to be a part of what keeps us in rhythm. Those are some of the cues. It reminds me, several years ago, I took a building team to Alaska. It, it was one of the great trips that I had the privilege of going on. We were in one of the small towns. We were building a new building for the church that was there. The people were awesome. The country is absolutely gorgeous. And we happened to be there in the season where it seldom got dark. Only in the very middle of the night, maybe between 2 and 4 a.m., did it get a little dark outside, but most of the time it was light. So since most of us had never been to Alaska we would work all day in building the church then we would come in and get cleaned up and the church members were so gracious to provide us uh, a dinner that was from the culture largely there the smoked salmon other wonderful things and when we would finish dinner since it was still light outside we would often go to see something they would tell us you should go here you should go there and I remember how many times we would we would be out looking around and someone would go what time is it? It's, it's 1 a.m. Oh, my goodness. Or it's 2 a.m. We had no clue what time it was since it was light outside. And, and then we would go, oh, no. We get up at early in the morning. Breakfast is at 7. We're back at work at 8. We would then rush to get back in the vans, get back to the church where we were staying. And, and by the end of the week or the 10 days that we were there, we were so out of sync. Our night and days were mixed up. We were, we were out of rhythm. And it took us a while to get back into that, this is when I go to bed, this is when I get up and get our bodies back in sync. Spiritual rhythms are important to us as well. We have these times when we are in sync with God and there are certain parts of our, our spirituality, certain parts of our lives that keep us in rhythm. Now, I'll be honest with you, this COVID-19 pandemic that we've been dealing with, it's kind of knocked me out of sync. And I've heard from several of you that you're feeling the same kind of thing. We used to have set rhythms. This is the day when you know, I go to work and this happens and this happens and the kids go to school and life happens this way. And then Sunday morning, it's Sunday morning. Sunday is the Lord's day. And we knew our family gets up, we typically have breakfast this way, or we go to church and then we go out to breakfast, but we had rhythms. We had things that kept us in sync. And now many of us kind of feel a little bit out of sync. And the social distancing has kind of knocked us out of sync. We were created to be in relationship with other people. We were created to be among other human beings. And this has been challenging. For me, it's been incredibly challenging. I'm sure it is for you. I'm reminded of Genesis chapter 2 when God created... And he had created the Adam. Adam is the Hebrew word for human being. And he created the Adam, and the Adam had everything that God had created. And then God said, you know, it's just not good that the Adam, the human being, should be alone. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It's not good. And so God then created another human being. We need each other. I, I'm a pastor. And I will confess to you, maybe a little too confessional today, that it's been challenging because I'm called to be among people. I'm called to love people and to be part of people's lives and and to, to be with people who are going through challenging times in their lives or celebrating great moments of life, worshiping God together. It's been challenging. To be virtual in so many ways, to, to be meeting with people but not really meeting with people, to be going through grief with someone but not really being able to be there with them, it's kind of knocked us out of sync. I was sharing with some folks that, that this past week I finished up 36 years of ministry because my first sermon... My first Sunday in my very first church was on my 20th birthday. And I was a student in college, but assigned to be a pastor of a small church that actually now is our Monroe campus. 20 years old, and now it's 36 years later in this past week, I celebrated that birthday that means it was 36 years ago. And this has been a new season for me. Sunday mornings have always been that anchor point of my life. And it's been different now. Preaching to a camera, I picture that behind the lens, I see you sitting either somewhere with your phone or somewhere in your living room worshiping God together. But I I really miss seeing you. It's been different. I'm grateful for the technology. I have thought about it. Imagine if this pandemic had happened just a few years ago. I guess I would have felt more like the Apostle Paul. You'd have been opening up each week. Here's a letter from the church. Here's the sermon. Let's sit down and read it together. At least we have the technology where we're able to worship God together. We're able to have virtual Sunday school classes together. But I'm honest. I think you feel the same way. It's not quite the same. It's easy to get out of sink. Paul is writing to Timothy here. Timothy is his apprentice. Paul loves Timothy. You, you can hear it in their relationship. This is one he's taken under his wing to love and to cherish and to nurture. And so if you turn back, for example, to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, Paul says, To Timothy, my loyal child in the faith. If you look at the New International Version, 1 Timothy 1 verse 2 says, To Timothy, my true son in the faith. You see the relationship here. It's, this is a pastoral letter. It's a little different than the letters that Paul sometimes write to churches, like church at Rome or the church at Corinth or the churches at Ephesus. This is a letter written to Timothy. It's known as a pastoral letter. And, and and he's sharing his heart as he writes to him, and he says in First Timothy four verse seven again: Train yourself in godliness, for while physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Paul is telling Timothy, you need to be disciplined now you need to train, you need to exercise, you need to be growing in your godliness, you need to get a rhythm, you need to get a regular part of your life, you need to get a discipline in your life to where you are working constantly toward godliness. It's Eugene Peterson paraphrases this. He He writes in the message, which the message, again, is a paraphrase. It's taking what the Scripture said. It's not exactly a translation, but it's a rewording. So Eugene Peterson rewords the Scripture this way. He says, Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as a religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. But a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. You can count on this. Take it to heart. The point is, an intimate spiritual life with God, it doesn't just happen. It's one of the reasons in our mission statement in our church, one of the tenets is that, that we will intentionally grow in faith. It doesn't just happen. We have to work at it. We have to be disciplined at it. We have to, to set aside that time. We, we need to make sure we're intentionally working on our relationship. And, and part of the challenge of the time that we're in right now, it is so easy to get out of sync. I can pull up the worship service anytime, which I think is great. But if I'm not careful, I get out of sync. Oh, what time? It is 2 a.m. I had no clue. We're, we're out of our normal Rhythm And our relationship with God, it it takes intentionality just like any relationship. Because what we're doing with God is a relationship. Sometimes I get together with couples and do premarital work. Several of the weddings I had scheduled for this year are now occurring next year. But I'm still working with some couples in different ways and one of the things when I'm preparing a couple for their wedding is I talk to them there's one commitment that I want you to make to me. I want you to promise me one thing. And they always kind of hold out waiting to see what it is and and then I said, you know, the the commitment I want you to make is that you will always date. You'll always date. And what's interesting is premarital couples, they love that idea. Oh, we'll always do that. We'll date. That sounds like a great idea. We plan that time now. Well, most people before they get married are dating. The challenge is is that once we kind of get moving in life, that intentionality can kind of get set to the side. And we don't maybe spend the time, that intentional time, on the relationship. So I I want you to make a commitment to me that you'll always date. And, And they're glad to make the commitment in a time when they're dating. The challenge is, will you do it 30 years later? Still working on the relationship. Relationships don't just happen. You have to keep working to to nurture them and to nourish them and to keep them strong and to keep them intimate. And our relationship with God is one that we have to keep nourishing and nurturing and working on in order to keep it intimate. I love the way Henry Nowen puts it. He asked the question pretty directly. He asked, are you in love with Jesus? I mean, there's a difference. Do you love Jesus and are you in love with Jesus. I mean, my wife loves me, but I love the fact that she's in love with me. And that the relationship that God wants with us is more than that, I love you, but I am in love with you. This relationship is so powerful, so important to me that I'm going to work at it and make it a real part of who I am. And worship then for us becomes one of those ways that we date God. It's one of those ways that we continue to nurture our relationship with God. Sabbath. Sabbath is one of those sacred times. It's part of our spiritual rhythm where we go, here's a time, here's a day that has been set apart to worship God. Here's a day that, that helps keep us in sync. I think God knew we needed this rhythm Because even in Exodus chapter 20 when we get the list of the Ten Commandments and the first four deal with how we love God and the remaining six deal with how we love each other, one of the commandments of how we love God is keeping the Sabbath holy. He says in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath To the Lord your God. It's a time that's set apart for us to be in relationship with God, to, to spend that intimate, nourishing, nurturing time with God that keeps the relationship real. And Jesus gives us a continued example of that. For example, if you look over in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verse 16, listen to what Luke says. When Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. It was part of his routine. It was part of his rhythm. It's a part of what kept him connected with God and his ministry and his mission. Paul does the same thing. If you look over to Acts chapter 13, again, this is Luke, verse 14, you hear the story that Paul and Silas enter the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he begins to teach. It was part of Paul's rhythm. We're told that he, he too enters the synagogue as was his custom. Acts 13, 42, then the crowd asked them to come back on the next Sabbath to even teach them more. Hey, come back again next week on this time when we set life aside to date God, to nurture God, to nourish our relationship with God. Come back and teach us more. You see, it was Paul's rhythm, but it was the rhythm of the people we need you to come back and do this again because this is what helps us be who God has called us to be. And you turn on over to Acts then chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Paul and Silas come to Thessalonica. There was a synagogue there. And in Acts 17, 2, it says, And Paul went in as was his custom, and he taught. It was part of his rhythm. It was part of his life. God had said, you need this to be part of your rhythm. This is part of your life, so work the six days. But you need a Sabbath day to get you resynced and hold you in your rhythm. Jesus carried that out. Paul carries that out. And I love in Acts 17 that we continue to read that Paul then kept coming back to that very place for the next three consecutive Sabbaths to teach didn't say he came back the next day and the next day and the next day but there was something about the rhythm of having a holy day a day that was set aside to worship God it became part of his discipline It became part of his spirituality worship is one of my spiritual rhythms as I've shared with you for all of my life I grew up in the church and we always went to church on Sunday morning it was just part of who we were and my parents as I've shared with you before did not believe that you could have a miracle on Sunday afternoon. So if you were too sick to go to church on Sunday morning, you were not allowed to get healed that afternoon and then go play. You had to be sick all day because worship was considered a vital part of our lives. And you needed to get up and be a part of worship. And now I've I've been in ministry for all these years and and for me, Sunday after Sunday, I've had a rhythm where Sunday is now the first day of the week since the resurrection was on the first day. The church kind of celebrates Sabbath now, the holy day, on the first day of the week instead of the seventh. And it's great that it's kind of the beginning of the rest of your week. You kind of get that foundation, that rhythm. You get that on the first day to lead you through everything else that you're about to experience so sunday mornings for me they they've always been very busy sunday mornings for me typically start at 4 30 in the morning i then part of the worship at at 8 15 9 30 10 10 11 you know i've got a rhythm got a rhythm it's easy though right now to kind of get out of that rhythm We're doing worship online now, so I don't really have to do it Sunday morning. I can do it Sunday afternoon. don't have to do it Sunday afternoon. We're going to do it Sunday night. Didn't get around to it Sunday night. It's easy to do Monday. Well, Monday got busy, so maybe. And pretty soon, if we're not careful, we get so out of sync that we can't remember the last time we worshiped. Or sometimes when I'm working with married couples... Walking through some of the issues in their life, and I ask the question: When was the last time you dated? They pause for a minute and go, I, "I can't, I can't remember." And it's easy for us in our spiritual lives to get there too. When was the last time you dated God that you you spent time with God, nourishing the relationship with God, growing your intimacy with God? I can't really really remember. It's it's easy for us to get out of our spiritual rhythm. Paul said, Timothy, you're going to have to discipline yourself. You're going to have to train. You're going to have to exercise. This is going to have to be a priority for you. It doesn't just happen. Our staff team has been reading together this wonderful book by Henry Nouwen. I recommend it to you. It's called In the Name of Jesus. It's a small little book. It's easy to read. One of the things, though, that Nouwen, who was a Dutch Catholic priest, who then ends up doing ministry among those with special needs, it's powerful. But he, he had this line and the story in the book that, I mean, it, it, it really hit me. Maybe it will you. He says... So I woke up one day with the realization that I was living in a very dark place and that the term burnout was a convenient psychological translation for a spiritual death. So I woke up one day with the realization that I was living in a very dark place. And that the term burnout was a convenient psychological translation for a spiritual death. It calls me to pause and look at my rhythms. Am I allowing myself to drift in my relationship with God that what I may be feeling as burnout might actually be spiritual death. And I invite you to look at your rhythms, your spiritual rhythms, and see if your training, as Paul says to Timothy, is if you're exercising, if you're working, being diligent about your relationship with God, or, or have you watched it drift and you're calling it all kinds of things from stress to burnout to whatever it might be, but at the heart of it, it might be what is my relationship with Jesus Christ? What is my relationship with God? And am I actually experiencing that I'm dying spiritually well? That can be turned around. And and there is an antidote for it. For example, later Paul will say to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by Him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed but who rightly explains the word of truth i i will confess to you even as your pastor that during this covid pandemic it has been very easy for me to get out of spiritual sink and having conversations with many of you it's been easy to get out of spiritual sink when this thing first started and we were worshiping online, we would get the pictures of families sitting in their living room watching worship together. It was novel. It was, it was almost fun for a while, but after a while we forget, is it 2 a.m.? I'm out of spiritual sync. Relationships don't just happen. It requires some intentionality. And during this season, it might take even a little more than normal because part of the things that hold us in check are now a little more fluid. So, here are the words from Paul to Timothy I need you to be disciplined and to exercise and train yourselves. Be solid in your spiritual walk. Take some time to be with God. Recognize that the Sabbath is still holy even though we're doing Sabbath a little differently so that you can stay in sync with a God who so loves you. And as now and ask, do we so love God? Are we still in love With Jesus. There is no doubt he is still in love with you. So I encourage you to find the rhythm that allows you to stay in a relationship with the one who loved you enough to give his life for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.